0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today's episode, my God, we talk about a lot of stuff on the show. I have today David Barron, colorist on so many properties, Justice League, Batman, Batman Beyond, so many Batman properties, it's insane. His own creative owned a series called Stained. So many projects. David joins me on the show, and we talk about plenty of things. We talk about sports, soccer. I know, starting off kind of interesting for a comic podcast. I get it, but hold on. We talk about, you know, working on Batman, what Batman means to him, and he enlightens me on Batman more than this Batman fan thought he would ever be. We do also dive into some very fun stuff of working hard and motivation in life to do what you love. You know, he gives it his strong advice on pushing forward, You know, working hard, training, all sorts of jazz like that. And and comics, too, for those who want to be in comics. And you can take the advice and put it in anything you love as well. So lots of goodies in this episode for those people. And my guy, he's right. I I honestly agree with the man. So he does a lot of good motivational in this episode for those who actually get up and chase their dreams. And, of course, folks, I do want to say is thank you guys for listening. You guys all rock. You could rock even more. If you guys leave a review on whatever you're listening on, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or comicchronicle.podbean.com, leave a comment, leave a review. Helps us out greatly. Also helps out, subscribe. New free episodes every Monday. I mean, come on. Most of the time it's interviews, every now and then a review. Maybe it's going to be a thank you letter coming up for four years of doing the podcast. That's right, we've done four years of the Comic Chronicle podcast. And I do it because, one, the fans. Two, get to talk to crazy guests from all across the world. Three, it's helped out of my comics career, and I wouldn't be a comic writer without it. And four, because of you guys, y'all rock. I'll say it again, you rock. And of course, folks, if you want to follow me on social media, you can at Morgan 3 on Twitter, Instagram at Dakota underscore Morgan 97, and on Twitch if you want to catch me live in the mornings, usually, sometimes in the afternoon, when I play video games, all sorts of games, dinosaur games, survival, Call of Duty, all jazz like that, at Rex with a K, Rex 97. And of course, on YouTube, you guys can catch me at Dakota Morgan, where are the video games, dinosaur shows, boy unboxings, all sorts of jazz like that, and the video version of the podcast are up on there as well, too. And without further ado, though, this intro is on long enough. So without further ado, let's dive right into my talk with David. I think, come on, work. I've had to do three meetings today on the video. already. Right, there we go. And been interviewed twice. So... <laughs> Interesting day of me talking to people. They're like, "We want to talk to you." But, David, man, welcome to the show. This is an honor to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to anyone, especially during these times of days and missing missing conventions. And it's it's just good to talk shop and and talk with someone you know. I don't get to talk to often.
0: It's nice. It's fair. yeah, you're like a new person who I can't get sick from. Holy hell, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. One I do. We didn't say it before we started the show, but this is an uncensored show. You can say fuck whatever the hell you want. You are good.
1: Awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, I like to help you. People are like, wait, can I say the word ass? I'm like, yes, you can. If you listen to the previous episodes, it's been sex talk. Get out of here. Yeah, you're good. I,
1: I have an eleven year old upstairs playing FIFA right now, so so he can <laughs> he can always hear me. But at the same time, it's always good to 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 say what you want to say.
0: I have a strange feeling that you probably hear him because I like to play NHL with Friends a lot. So I have a strange feeling you hear him a lot, like just screaming, especially if he's playing FIFA. Like the anger's got to be real.
1: No, because w- one, he's pretty good at it, but but, but two, we you know we we try to keep you know even kill you know him and I, and we spend a lot of time you know competing and doing things, so we're we're pretty even kill. But uh, he's also he also knows I'm on this interview right now, so he'll. He'll always, you know, be. But occasionally, you're right. You'll you'll hear him say no.
0: You know, yell yell to the heavens. Yeah, we uh we got that with the doctor's kid at my work at the animal house. One of the many jobs I do. He goes in into one of the offices when he's home because no school. So he right. stays there and whatnot. She takes care of him. And all of a sudden, he'd be walking down a hallway and always say no. And this is very loud pitch scream. Like, What's that? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> like is it a ghost? Like I figured we'd have ghost dogs, but all right, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, man, you know, it's good. It's really good. I, You know what? To be honest with you, though, like doing these, doing podcasts still, doing meetings helps. It's okay when it's work. But doing like podcasts has been like almost therapy. That and writing comics. But yeah, because we need a good break these days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was.
1: I, I went to a, a Comics Pro um, uh, mixer just a couple of days ago.
0: Hmm. And so
1: Comics Pros is a. Uh, a community of stores that are part of a membership and uh, they they go so it's all a bunch of retailers and they hold an annual event just for retailers and you have to be a paid member to go there um, and publishers go to pitch basically to a captive audience of buyers and so it's really good but I was part of that um, in in the day before the actual uh, convention that they hold part of an online mixer and it was really fun it was good to talk to you know, people in the industry, it was probably the closest thing to a convention that I've been a part of since. So I've done online conventions and I've done, you know, Zoom calls and Zoom meetings and, and, you know, things like that. But that environment of such a uh, eclectic, you know, group of people, mm. all common, you know, for uh, all there for a common reason was probably the closest thing to a convention that I've experienced since this pandemic happened.
0: Oh, man, that. That sounds beautiful in a sense, because yeah. like we because we miss that you and I are people yeah. persons, at least I think you're a people person, but I mean, like in our business, you kind of have to be, but it's like the man, that just sounds really cool, and I'm really jealous of that because that sounds like an awesome time. like we miss that sort of I miss conventions wholeheartedly, whether I'm a guest there or just visiting the convention or something like that like right it's a it's a type of environment that you miss. I think, it is. Sense.
1: It is. I'm. I mean, I'm definitely uh, a more private person. You know, like ah. I'm the type of person that can show up in the pub and sit at the bar by myself. You know, watching you know one of the games on the TV, having my drink, having my fish and chips, and just sitting there quiet all all day, happy, and I can leave there happy.
0: And I, I, yeah.
1: you know, yeah. And but at the same time, a bunch of people that you know show up that want to have a good time. You know, and talks and stuff like that. You're right. I can interact. I can, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. You know, dislike. You know, interaction by any means. But this pandemic has definitely shown me the value of those interactions, be it small or big.
0: Mm-hmm. What's well, true? I mean, I think that's one thing. I think we've all kind of realized from this is we've all taken something from this. And a lot of people who I've talked to, friends of mine, on record, off record, on the show, we've. We all realize something especially comic book uh, my buddy paul who lives in the philippines who's my artist on my books you know he's mm-hmm. he's realized stuff like we all come to realization that there's things that we needed to learn about ourselves that the pandemic kind of taught us in a yeah. way yep. good or bad good or bad <laughs> to say the least um because there's been a high divorce rate sadly but yeah uh but yeah no like that's the nice part about it man and it seems like you're a very busy person though by the way that's why i was surprised to hear that you did that because it almost seems like you're working a lot now hopefully i say that and hopefully you're working (laughs) right now (laughs) it's not like "Uh, actually i have news
1: (laughs) yeah no i mean i'm working on i'm working on a batman project right now with a great Mm -hmm. great team um and uh uh, it's, it's really awesome to, to be a part of it. They, it's, it's different. It's a digital first series. We, we do digital first in 10, um, page comics, you know, so like, okay. it, it's always like a two parter, always makes one comics, but it just got announced, you know, uh, the legend of the dark night, um, you know, the new Batman series, but it's digital first. It will get printed, which is really cool. Um, the pages are wonderful. The whole teams that they have lined up, um, are wonderful but because it's an anthology series um you know you're you're on it and then you're off then you're on it then you're off you know things like that uh but you can't complain because it's batman batman's you know the best character in all of comics in my opinion uh so anytime i am able to work on batman i am uh just over the moon for it just you know but uh, but yeah work is different i am busy but most of my uh, work right now. So I, I have the ba- Batman series that I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on a book, a creator-owned book, with some friends as a colorist, and then I'm writing four other creator-owned books. Um, that mm-hmm. have not yeah, that have not came out yet. Um, one has been announced uh, as a children's book. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a 64 page one shot. Uh, I'm working with uh, artist Elisa Wiki. Uh, she's amazing. If you haven't, you know, she's a she's um a children's Uh, book illustrator. She uh, Mm -hmm. went to college for it, but her talent and her creativity is, you know, on a level that uh, just floors me every time. Uh, So I can't wait for people to see that book. Um, But we are—I was just on the phone with her before I hopped on with you. Uh, She—we are almost at that halfway point, and I just told her like, oh. We are ready to, uh, you know, start celebrating a little bit, you know, mildly before our big, you know, book project done. But uh, um, it's been really rewarding. And and I feel like this pandemic, again, um, has really either made people more productive or less productive, depending on their personalities. For me, it's been more productive. So I'm doing a lot of projects. But in reality, I don't feel like I'm adding more time to my day. Uh, mm. Where in the past I've done less projects with more hours being taken because uh, the product uh, productivity has been low. But you know I've been I've been pretty pro- productive. It's it's been a, a success story for me uh, during the pandemic. I lost I think like sixty pounds.
0: Holy shit! Um, yeah,
1: I went I went from two twenty five. And most people that know me, they're like, oh, I didn't think you had sixty pounds to lose. And and it's just the way I hold weight. But uh, I went from uh, 225, and I'm 165 right now. And you look uh, fit. Like, you know, I, I honestly,
0: you look pretty good.
1: <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's mainly because me and my son, you know, it's it's part of that, you know, fatherhood type of thing where it's like, I need to make sure my son is active, you know, throughout mm. this, you know, pandemic. And we only have one kid, and, and um, uh, he's 11. And, and so without his friends, you know, you really have to step up and, and do a lot more, but we work out, uh, you know, six out of the seven days a week, uh, oh, between yeah, lifting weights and, and playing soccer or a soccer awesome. family. And, um, we cook every day and, you know, all that type of stuff. So when you can control your own food of what you cook, you know, it makes it a little bit easier as well. So, you know, right now, you know, we're, we're really lucky, um, to be doing so well as a family, you know, during the pandemic, um and especially because i have so many friends you know in texas right now and and elisa my artist she's in texas with her husband i have you know several other friends you know in texas and they're they're pulling through okay but you know it's it's been a rough month for them
0: very very i mean you that by far is a very great success story right there yeah. because i mean it honestly is like you guys are handling things well and determination i mean obviously you're a guy who's got his shit together because obviously you wouldn't be doing all of this. And the fact is I do got to ask, so why soccer? I know it's cyber comics, but why? soccer? So,
1: well, my whole family is a sports family. Hmm. Um, but my grandfather actually played for Poland in the world cup, uh, oh, sure. before, yeah, before world war two, um, uh, after world war two, he actually fled to America and that, that ended his career. Um, but he was actually a soccer player there. Uh, Uh, back in the day. So soccer's, you know, kind of been in our blood of of the world game, but um, I've always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed the competition. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of beautiful things about soccer that until you actually watch it to understand it, you know, it's it's far more complex and far more skilled than a lot of other sports. You can't, I mean, in football, if you are bigger and faster and less skilled, chances are you're still going to do well. If you are bigger and faster and more skilled, you're going to do great. Um, and there's different skill positions in in football in in you know uh, American football in soccer or in a world football. There is the same amount of differences between each position of what attributes you want, but at the same time, the way you can fill those attributes uh, and dictate the style of play um, is just fascinating to me. Uh, so I've I've been a part of the game for for a long time. I've I've coached for. I don't know, about 20 plus years. And, and in fact, if you wow. know uh, the other colorist, Alex Sinclair, he also yeah. – he's also a soccer coach as well. Get and he out, actually, really? Yeah, he actually coaches girls soccer at, at my old high school that I, <laughs> that I graduated from.
0: So That's I've known, amazing. I've known,
1: yeah, I've known Alex Sinclair since I was 18. Um, I've actually met him before I was 18 because I started in comics when I was 15 years old and wow. um and then i uh it was a sister company of Wildstorm comics and then i went to wildstorm when i turned 18. um so I've, I've known you know him and you know for a long time he lived in the same uh, neighborhood that i did as a, as a high schooler i grew up in san diego california but then i uh, moved to scripps ranch um uh, california which is just a little bit north you know of, of the san diego area downtown san diego area mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so you know, there's a lot of lot of connection with him and I. But yeah, no, he uh, he actually coaches soccer at the at the place, uh-huh. and the head coach of that program, um, uh-huh. of the varsity program, uh, is an ex San Diego soccer uh, player who my dad actually helped transition from his professional playing days to business days. And so, like, it was like it's like a small world where it's like he actually knows you know me and you know things like that so it's just a small world of 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 life but yeah Dude, but I want a your documentary
0: soccer- out yeah. now what the
1: hell yeah, <laughs> this is sounds amazing there's a lot more soccer in comics than you know probably NFL which is kind of funny because of the world players but if you ever asked like someone for Britain you know in England you know like Jock you know Jock can care less about soccer and uh you know his 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 sons are into it but you know he's not so much um you know if you ask like you know a bunch of other you know Brits out there. Most of them don't watch. You know there's there's a few that you know we've come into, yeah. and but they're all into music. You know really heavily, and I think that kind of goes with the whole art side of comics and part of the reason why they're so amazing. You know,
0: it's it's true. It's true. You explained soccer so perfectly, though, and the reason <laughs> why I love it a lot. I. I mean, I big, I'm big into soccer. I do love okay. it a lot. Like, I do enjoy it. I watch. I play. I play even now and then when I can. I mean, when you could. And right. that sort of thing like that. And mine is hockey, mostly, though. Like, mm-hmm. hockey's mine. Soccer on ice. Yep.
1: It, it...
0: Hey, folks. Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break. But this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show you guys like comics and you like reading them in person, let me tell you. Go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad, let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. You get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics. It's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, and downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them at draw, drawn to comicscom or find them on social media And the number is 623-847-9090 You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, Drawn the Comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital too, so it's a little bit of a tossup. Support brick and mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm gonna take it back to future me. Damn it, David, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Better writer than I am. Shit. Man, that's good. I'm gonna have to tell you because I come from a sports family too, and so I feel it's why like people like. I have, I'm literally looking at all these pennants right now for soccer, uh, not soccer, for my high school, my old high school, my hockey teams, baseball teams. I got a bunch of stuff in the back over there. I used to play rugby too, and so that's where a lot of people from Europe were like, "Hey!" Like, I remember once I got offered the coach. People listening, we're like, we're getting into the comics, don't worry. But I remember <laughs> once I got offered the position to coach rugby for little league, and it's a decision that I never. I'm glad you took it, by the way, because I, I'm. I wish I would have taken that chance, man. I really did. I was only 19 at the time, 19 or 20, I think, at the time. I was working at Sprouts, a grocery store out right here. I was like, yeah, you know, and I, one person and I, we were talking about rugby. And I told him a bit about it, and he said, oh, why don't you come on and coach? I'm like, yeah, maybe maybe I'll do it. I'm like, there's no way in hell. I am a young kid. What am I going to know? I regret that to this day. So, uh,
1: Yeah, there's, you know, for, for me, before we get to comics, for me, I yeah. started my coaching career in comics for the same age of 15. So it all all started through youth youth sports through volunteering and and you know coaching you know uh you know I think it was like under tens you know soccer and um you know but you, you said it earlier about organization and you know technical you know skill and and just being able to read the room, you know, basically of, of, you know, life. So, uh, but no, it's, it's enjoyable. Anyone who's, you know, just because you're into comics doesn't mean you can't co-coach or, you know, be into sports. It could be, a, it could be a universal thing and, oh, and uh, sports you. in general. Yeah.
0: Oh, shoot. i people think I just do that. And also like people like, oh, he's just a comic book writer. And then somebody will come out from the other side of the room or from the show for doing a show and a fan will be like, no, you know, he actually like takes care of alligators and crocodiles. Like at a yeah. sanctuary, it's like, yeah, you know. That's what I love about our Doug, work so much. Yeah, we Doug do- Monkey, you know the the artist I
1: work with, you know mm-hmm. more than any other artist I've, I've actually worked with in my career. Uh, he's a powerlifter, and he took up powerlifting, mm-hmm. you know, later in his life. But he he's so successful at it uh, that if you follow him on um, you know Instagram, you'll see him powerlifting all the time. But he was a special guest at the last Arnold Classic before the pandemic, uh, where it was him and Arnold on a stage together um God. you know during during an interview and um you know so he's he's definitely uh put together his art and his passion um mm. you know into another whole category that has been quite successful for him I mean yeah. if you're on if you're on the same stage with Arnold Schwarzenegger you're, you're, you're doing pretty good
0: you win you just win <laughs> unless you win a world at, cup or something you win
1: <laughs> yeah especially at a at a you know weightlifting you know you know competition you know who it's would not believe like, that
0: you yeah. need a picture like you just you'd be like here's a video here's this we'd be like yeah it's true we're yeah
1: like, yeah yeah i mean he knows he knows arnold you know by by person because of you know not, not only because how great of an artist he is but because of his passion for lifting
0: yeah. i've discovered doing this show and then with friends of mine and people i've been able to talk to and whatnot just not doing the show mm-hmm. people like us we work in comics we have some weird lives, <laughs> we, we really like we're all over the place and people like they think people want to like, oh, yeah, they're one thing like no way they work in comics like wait, what? <laughs> this is whole we, thing we live fun lives, I think we,
1: we live lives that utter sentences that are never said by anybody else but in our profession. And if they are said in other people's lives in different pro- professions, they're usually gone insane.
0: It's so it's, it's or, or convicted
1: of a crime. Or or convicted of a crime, you
0: know, where it's yeah. It, it's I Yeah. <laughs> I can cannot deny that whatsoever on that one. Man. So you you did mention this though. And I I've known you from video work, and I'm like, you know what? Let me look through David's like full history here on a lot of stuff. And I went through you do love Batman, by the way. My God. <laughs> it's yeah. either you really get but why Batman though? Like why is it for you that you like Batman? Cuz I I love The Dark Knight. I really do. But why for so, you do you love him?
1: Batman for me I think started the, the first love started with Michael Keaton um on the big screen um you know going going at it uh with with the Joker and then uh Batman Returns came out and Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, in that Catwoman costume and and Danny DeVito as as a Penguin I think really solidified the um, just the rogues gallery of what yeah. it is. Then the then the animation came out, um, and that was just stellar. Like was that was the best cartoon I've ever seen in my life. My um, and I knew comics back then. I was a collector back then, um, but I was a collector of Marvel. I, I, oh. I collected X Men and X Force. I collected a ton of stuff. You know, I went through. Uh, you know all the all the X titles and kept kept going back to X Factor and all the, all the old you know stuff after X Men number one came out. My first comic book ever, my first real not real but superhero comic book was um, X Force number one. Uh, my first comic book ever was G.I. Joe, um, Ooh, and I got that. Good? Yeah, I got those in the newsstands at grocery stores. Um, uh, but my first superhero comic book was X Force uh, number one that just started the collecting craze you know because all the cards and then these x-men number one came out with all the different covers and so i got all those and and just the whole passion of collecting and then i went backwards i collected all the new mutants and you know all you know all the appearances and all the x factors that really led to you know these bigger stories um and uh you know but but the show came out the movie came out and and that that really kind of opened my eyes to a little bit more and then the whole batman nightfall with with bane you know happened and big event and i just kind of kept going through more and more and that's actually wasn't my favorite series you know at the time i was really enjoying that the um x-men books a lot mm-hmm. but the whole idea of who batman was spoke to me you know a everyday person using his you know uh, mind i mean obviously you know when you look back politically now as a grown person thinking like, well, he was a you know multi-millionaire now in relative today's term, you know, he's a billionaire. Oh, probably Um,
0: trillionaire, really, let's be honest.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you see uh you see Bayos right now like basically looking like Lex Luthor, you know, with all this extra like VR technology and, you know, at these, you know, technology places, you you can see it come to life. You can see, you know, uh life imitating art because this art was, could not imitate life because that technology did not exist. And so now you're actually seeing life imitate art, and it's just amazing um, to kind of grab, but Batman has always been um, that character for me that has been stronger than, um, he. he's always been able to meet whatever was needed out of him. He always was able to dig down deeper, and maybe even part of the, the athlete in me and the competitor in me Likes the idea that even though you know the the p- person across the line from me is bigger and stronger and possibly smarter, for some reason my will is going to be more powerful, and yeah. um, and so that always spoke. And and I also liked his weird moral compass. You know, like I'm willing to go punch someone in the face, but I'm not <laughs> going to shoot them. You know, yeah, it's you like... know and, and like you hear directors all the time talk about. If you don't think Batman's killed someone, then you're living in a dream world. And I always laugh at them. Like Batman is a dream world. Like it's not a real place. Like (laughs) Like, like, you know what you're
0: talking about? You're talking about the little name Batman. I mean, really?
1: And anybody who wants to have Batman kill, in my opinion, doesn't really appreciate who Batman is as a character because that is what separates him. The costumes may make people look different um or they might make you look the same it's it's the what the writers give the characters and what the editors and the publishers keep true to the characters is what matters and um you can bend some of them but there's some rules that you should never break because at that point it's no longer that character i think this is why i had the problem and i'm not i'm not one of these guys that try to hate on comic book movies by any means but it's one of the reasons why Um, the DC movies, you know, for the most part, minus a lot of the Batman movies, have failed is because they ultimately break the actual character. Um, Superman, you know, being you know, really you know, uh, non heroic at times and and you know, uh, breaking down and just becoming you know, human. Um, you know, they these guys who say that they're comic book fans, uh, don't don't get it that you you just took that character and you twisted him and you think you're giving him a new fresh twist. But in reality, you twisted, you know, you, you, if you twist orange, you get orange juice, you don't get apple juice, you know? So, so you can't twist the character and make a different character come out. You can twist the character, but, but the, the essence of that character has to stay the same. If you twist it and something else comes out, you, you, you broke the character and I can't appreciate it knowing the character. I think this is why a lot of Thor fans didn't like the Thor movies. I'm not a Thor fan. I loved the movies. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite movies of all time. And and Thor fans were like, no, it's the worst Thor movie I've ever seen. It's it's the worst Marvel movie because that movie really took Thor and twisted him, and something else came out of Mm him. You know, this this kind of joking you know, juvenile short you know,
0: hair cut sort of thing. Yeah.
1: And, and the prankster and just the, you know, like, you know, just, uh, it's just a little bit, it's a different character where yeah. they didn't mind it from the first movies, you know, cause it was a little bit more true, but Ragnarok really twisted more so in, and a different character came out. So since I don't know Thor um, in such a strong, intimate way, like I know some other characters, especially Batman uh, or DC, uh, it's one of those things that I was able to swallow just fine. Where other people said, "No, that that does not that's not the Kool-Aid I poured," you know, or or been drinking, you know, forever. Um, and then the other fatal flaw I think of the DC movies is that ultimately, the the hero always has to, you know, save a a huge, you know, world-ending event instead of just a local event. And in the Marvel yeah. movies, it's a lot more local. Granted, the Avengers had a bigger, you know, opening in the sky, but it was isolated. It wasn't opened all around the sky. They only attacked one city. It was only yeah, it was
0: one war. Yeah, you just had and one had, area. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you had all the Avengers there. So, you know, it wasn't just one person taking this crazy amount, you know, of go. And then you, when you isolate the movies, you know, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, again, he had multiple villains that he had to beat. One yeah, of the yeah. villains he beat by just running away. That's he a did. very realistic thing. Yeah. He, uh, he threw, through yeah, through, you know, what you know, whatever it's called, Satan's butthole or something like that.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it he, Satan's anus, I think is what it was. Yeah, I, uh,
1: yeah. So it's like uh, you know, I mean he basically ran. And that's a very real type of thing. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna win this, you know, crazy fight. Um, so I gotta get out of here, you know, type of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's why I think if you do the twist, like, I don't mind the twist every now and then of a character, yeah. like, do the twist, there's gonna be someone making fan out of that. Uh, <laughs> you do the twist of a character, right? Like, the best one I think I've ever seen, and it goes with Batman a little bit, is Batman Beyond. They're like, we're doing Batman, but it's the future. And it's like, oh, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, it's this whole thing like that. Like, I, I personally like Batman Beyond. I thought he was awesome. I love the cartoon. That was my first Batman cartoon. My first yeah. Batman was Batman Beyond, because I'm Little bit younger so it's like I feel but it's still that thing of it worked in a sense to me yeah. it worked I don't know about you yeah. did you did you like Batman Beyond at all? So so Batman Beyond um the cartoon
1: I thought was oh great I thought it was a yeah. great fresh take on it by keeping true to who Bruce Wayne was because Bruce yeah. Wayne was still in it and and Bruce Wayne as an old Bruce Wayne is how you can imagine him a bit stockier still super clever still super opinionated and then yeah. he had this, you know, young person that, you know, basically stole the suit. It's kind of like Ant Man, by the way, of the movie. Oh um, God, it is. And, oh no! That's, oh yeah, no! And um, you know, type of thing. So, uh, so Batman Beyond, you know, was ahead of its time in terms of you know how this, you know, you know relationship began. And uh, Terry McGinnis, right? Uh, yeah. Batman Beyond. He, you know, he had a good personality, good heart. You know, younger younger sibling. Um, you know, girlfriend. I mean, all the all the different things that you kind of wish Batman had, because it's almost the opposite where Batman's family got taken away, with this person not only now has all this other people in his life already that he cares about, now he has this mentor that's a legend. And mm-hmm. it's just interesting on how how that whole dynamic went, minus and that's and that's adding to the but not minus that's adding to the fact that it was just a super interesting action-packed show um i actually got to do the coloring for uh the first batman beyond series so Ooh. when batman beyond actually entered the dc universe um canon i was actually on that that series so i was i was pretty lucky pretty stoked on that one
0: yeah i mean it's overall something i, I gotta be honest that intro was amazing i don't know yes. why but batman beyond intro was just something oh, that's a, you said ahead of its time that was ahead of its time almost yeah in a sense and then you look at it now you're like well that's very early 2000s (laughs) it really still sticks in that area i mean what about it holds it oh it does oh it very much does
1: same with Uh, all the batman animated they hold
0: very the uh the one that gets me emotional a little bit is the one where clayface i mentioned the podcast before but the one where clayface loses a piece of himself and it becomes the little girl and robin falls in love with him with her, yeah, that, yeah, that's the one that gets me a little bit. Has to say goodbye and stuff. That, that's an emotional episode. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, going going back to the very original Batman series, this mm. is probably the reason why Batman became. And to your original question of why Batman is because the storylines are relatable and local, yeah. and yes. they're not they're not put into such a global scale that I don't know what's going on um and, and again comparing them to the dc movies are so different than the dc cartoons where the dc cartoons seem to even with you know jla and things like that with the just League, they seem to be able to always have a local appeal where they are interacting where the movies always go out of eventually always go out of that locality of unrelatable starts out relatable like the Wonder Woman movies are brilliantly filmed brilliantly acted uh and 75 to 80 percent brilliantly written and then the last 10 percent of that movie becomes global and on a big scale because they think they have to top it and going back to Ragnarok we said he ran away from the villain once he ran away from the villain twice because ultimately he had to he had to get rid of uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, his his uh, Asgard to get you rid could, of, yeah. You so, could say
0: three times, because there was two villains he ran away from at the end, and then it, so he could say he ran away from three villains, because he ran right. away from Helen and another one, like... Yeah. 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 David, thanks for being on the show to, like, get, blow my <laughs> mind with, you give me a new perspective.
1: But yeah. this is also why I like Ragnarok, is that hmm. it's you're watching a hero, you're appreciating his power, you're appreciating his Strength. You're appreciating in in whether it's you know Stark or someone that's their their charm or their love or their you know with with Ant Man they're carrying. It. But you're you're not thinking this person is just so amazing that they can't be beat. In so many times uh, in the Marvel movies, the successful ones especially, you are showing flaws and weakness in a relatable sense, um, not through curse words or violence, but just through character development character flaws character you know weaknesses where again you go back to you know um i can't wait to watch the snyder cut to see if there's any differences
0: yeah but I'm hoping, you go
1: I'm yeah you go back to you know justice league there's no flaws you know there's no. there's they, they go after someone they beat them up and then they you know say they need this and need that and then it's some big global scale type of thing and yeah. Um, and again, they squeeze the characters and all of a sudden something else comes out. You know, I think, I think all the acting is done really well. I mean, um, I always said that uh, the actor who plays uh, uh, Superman, Henry Cavill, he should have always been cast as Batman. Oh. Um, because oh. if you look, if you look at his other roles, he has such a darkness and an edge to him that he would have been a great Bruce Wayne, which is part of the reason why they looked at him for Superman of that kind of like, hey, you know, good smile, Good face. But then as Batman, he would have been dark and edgy because not that Ben Affleck doesn't have the range or other people didn't have the range, but he has such um, a superhero vibe of someone who would absolutely be the Dark Knight. In fact, if they ever make a authority movie, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book Authority, uh, but there's a character named Midnighter and he would be a perfect Midnighter.
0: Hey guys and gals, Dakota here with a quick little ad break for you. So folks, we always know the classic saying, wear your freak flag high. Now you can, because the Comic Chronicle podcast now has its own little merch line on Redbubble. That's right folks, we have our own little merch line with some fun little logos. Of course, our Man of Steel-esque logo for the Comic Chronicle podcast you can get on mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, posters, prints, all sorts of stuff like that on there. And of course, we sell some exclusives that you may be interested in in this new world era that we live in. One of those designs we feature is the little branding called Vigilante in Training. Let people know when you wear your mask or if you want to get a sticker version of the little iconic logo there. Rough dick look, uh, pa- or stamp on there on your mask that's blue, a little dark blue vigilante in training or if you want we have in a word bubble on there trying to best to explain this on a podcast and a word bubble make comics not war get that on t-shirts sweaters posters a mask buttons phone cases all sorts of stuff like that on there and of course lastly we have Blockbuster Kid. Take on the Blockbuster logo. You know, a lot of us, like myself, we grew up a Blockbuster. Or, you know, you're a semi-medium age adult and you like Blockbuster too you want to support the past and keep a little bit of retro on there, you can do that too. Get your t-shirts, masks, buttons, stickers with Blockbuster Kid written on there too. You can check out the store for the Comic Chronicle podcast on Redbubble. And an easier way to do so is you can click the link in the show notes below and that will help you guys and take you straight down to it. Go to Explore Designs and see where all the fun stuff we have for you guys see the logos for yourself and support the podcast on the same sense i give you guys stuff for free which is the podcast and now we give you some merch wear that freak flag hi folks so thanks for tuning into this episode and without further ado let's take it back to dakota from the past oh you would. Yeah. Oh my uh, david i want you to run things <laughs> i want you to run things i i also want you to write batman now like also <laughs> i'm where you need to be in charge give this man money people yeah. <laughs> like really My <laughs> like, god i like it you've opened me up a little bit to opening to seeing things in a new perspective here which thank you for that by the way because i love being able to do that I'm, i love learning so this is that in general but <laughs> man that's honestly though you need to write batman too like you really I, do
1: batman would batman would be absolutely a dream you know my, my book my creator owned stained uh that is sold out now you, you can still get it digitally but uh, hopefully it will get reprinted you know soon when all this you know stuff is over um, but uh, that is kind of like a nod to Batman you know in in yeah. my my creator own character you know, there's so much of me in it but I have been so heavily influenced to a, a Batman that there's a lot of him in it as well um, again different characters different twists you know you 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 can twist Batman all you want you know, Emma, the main character of Stained, won't come out of it. You know, and vice versa, you can twist Emma all you want; Batman won't come out of it. But you know, there's definitely a lot of influences. There's, there's actually one in the very first issue. There's actually one uh, panel that I paid a homage to Batman, where she's she's sitting up top, you know, in the panel on a on a wire, you know, on a little ledge, and then the next panel, it's the same shot, but she's gone, you know, oh, and. and and the next panel to that, she's behind the bad guy. Good. And that, that's my only really like hardcore homage to, to Batman. Of, that's good you know,
0: that's
1: here and awesome. now and there. How'd that happen? You know, type of oh, thing, but that's, yeah. sweet.
0: that's yeah. sweet. Do you, we all have our favorites as people who work in comics, we'll have our favorites of stuff we worked on. Do you have a favorite Batman scene or something like that that you've worked on? Do you ever think
1: there's, you know, there's, there's been a couple, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've worked with Doug on several Batman's. I worked on. I worked with uh, Jock on Batman: and The Black Mirror with Scott Snyder. Oh, so um, I've worked with Will Spartacio on Batman Confidential. Uh, I've worked with uh, so many. I'm, I'm literally I couldn't name every artist That's that much. I've worked with on Batman um, because we'd be we'd be here just naming artists for an hour because uh, I've done that many Batman titles. Um, it's hard to pick one. There are definitely moments that mm. that I really loved, like the the killer whale scene in Batman: The Black Mirror. Um,
0: oh. with,
1: yeah, with the orcas. That something something about just working on the orca was really cool. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it just it was just the way Jock drew the, the page was it was just so cool because it's not every day you know we talk about like you know you know about said you know what what did you do today oh yeah. know, I I, I colored a, a you know killer orc or well um, that you know was trying to eat Batman or I killed Very one that good. was dead in the museum floor. It's like what what are you working on? Oh what's this mystery story? Oh okay. Yeah. Um, oh, okay
0: he's not he's sober, isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, I would it, it's it's really impossible for me to pick one. There they're definitely right. highlights. You know, Batman, uh, the latest detective run uh, that Doug and I did, um, uh 994 the opening splash page uh was batman flying through the air and it was so beautiful that they All actually right. made a black and white statue of it
0: uh do you have Bast- that statue
1: i do i have one good. Uh, good um yeah uh i was selling i was selling remarked versions of them and so oh. i kept one of the ones that was there um There was, you know, the funny part is, one of the other most iconic ones, uh, there's was Doug flying through the air, then jock, but it was not Bruce Wayne. Um, It was Dick Grayson flying through the air in the Batman, um, uh, Batman in the Black Mirror. In fact, I have it as a lithograph. Get it, oh, you do? Yeah. Um, Oh, that's cool. um, Yeah, so that one, um, that one is, is, Another iconic moment, but uh, I mean, I've worked with Dustin Wynn, I've, I've worked with so many amazing artists, it's really hard to pick one because they're, they're all so fantastical, uh, imaginative moments that that's really really tough just to pick one. Uh, if I had to pick a favorite book that I worked on, very storyline, um, it would be just as hard because is it yeah. Bat- the man who laughs? Is it Batman the Black Mirror? Is it, is it Batman, you know, uh, the Batman who laughs? Is it, you know, the run-up to Detective 1000, which is like the super iconic storyline where, you know, I got to do the main uh, storyline with Peter Tomasi and Doug Monke, um, you know, it, it's tough. You know, yeah. is it very first Batman? You know, is it Batman Beyond? Yeah. Is it's, it you know
0: when you have the big resume and I, I I feel it because they're like, Oh, which one's your favorite comic book? You work? I'm like, I have seven, I don't I can't choose. It's like choosing the favorite child. Like, I get it. people always like it was a question some a fan of mine wanted to ask and wanted me to ask you, and I was like, Yeah, I'll ask, but it's still one of those like I I know it's impossible. It's it's easier so to impossible.
1: tell you what product I hated. Oh <laughs> more Ballad. than. Yeah, and as a professional, I'll never do that. That stuff, you know, always stays with me, you know, to the grave. Because uh, I don't believe in in talking bad, you know, about others and just absorbing bad experiences and and you know learning from them. But uh, mm-hmm. it would be much easier because um, they're very rare, you know. So it's, so they stick out in a career a lot more than mm-hmm. you know success rates. It's easier to tell you what family member, you know. Uh, is the one you don't want at the at the party than which ones you want at the party so which is uh, that one
0: you avoid at the christmas party like yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> i mean i have one child but i always tell him he's my favorite you know and oh, I, so it's, it's it's that it's that type of mentality that you know every every project is my favorite i know you know to whoever asked that question you know wanted to ask it, it's probably not the most satisfying answer but it's the most honest sincere answer that there's as a fan myself, especially of that character, there's so many great moments that I've been lucky to be a part of um, that it's really hard. But I would say Dick Grayson flying through the air as Batman, there's a lot to that. Part of the reason why I have it on my wall, um, not only because of the creative team and how that project started and how successful that project was, but also because it's not Bruce Wayne, it's, it's his protege, and maybe as we talked about, maybe that could be me,
0: you know, it like, mean, yeah, it means a lot metaphorically more than just the work, you know, like, there's a lot into what's there.
1: It is. It means that you could be the next Michael Jordan. You could yeah. be the next Wayne Gretzky. You could be the next, you know, Tom Brady. You could be the next, you know, David Beckham, you know, um, you know, so it's so it is those you know, type of thing. And, and, that, and if you look at sports, we have had the next Wayne Gretzky. You know, yeah. maybe he has not won as many, you know, rings, you know, Stanley Cups, but but we but he's you know they they have and there's a couple people that arguably could be considered. We do have the next Michael Jordan in LeBron James. We do have the next David Beckham in Mbappe or you know um, you know Ronaldo or it's, it's not even then. I mean Ronaldo's you know was young. Uh, I mean we've already people don't even have David Beckham's name in in their vocabulary anymore. Uh, because there's so many people that have came to not revolutionize sports, but just dominate it. And it's, it's great. So, I mean, Mbappe, you know, can definitely be the next Pele because he's already won a world cup. He's already uh, uh, won so much uh, of his league. He needs to win champions league, but if he does that, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's a resume you can't argue with. At, yeah, he's only, oh
0: yeah.
1: I think he's only 23. So, you know, yeah
0: it when when yeah. you get to the people's age, like I know the stats and you know all they've done, but then when you get to some people in sports and you get to their age, sometimes it makes yeah. me feel really bad about myself. I'm like, oh man, have I, have I, did I do good in life? Oh God <laughs> looked in the mirror like, oh, shit yeah it
1: it is weird because in American sports, it doesn't mean anything until you've done it for ten years. yeah, in world sports, they take it as your accomplishments. And the quicker you do it, the more impressive it is if you're a part of it because, um you know we we put such age standards on american sports and it's kind of like comics the same you know like when i was you know i started at 15 there was other artists artists out there and writers out there that started at 15 16 17 you know so it wasn't like i was you know nominally, it was just the fact that you know people don't understand or give especially you know in america they don't give you know i guess gravitas or or, or the proper due credit to what you can accomplish as a as a young person, and one of the things I do is I, I speak at schools and uh, I I give a, a my topic you know the the way they pay attention is because of my comic career, but mm-hmm. the topic is really you know is a success how to how to become a success and how to motivate yourself um, to navigate through disappointments or roadblocks, and my story ultimately says if if you want something you will go get it in any direction you can. So if you are trying to become, let's talk just about comics. If you're trying to be an artist, but you can't get into that company, but you want to work for that company, mm-hmm. you got to look at their other job offerings. If they have, you know, a production assistant or they have, uh, you know, um, a receptionist or an office manager, you know, low get in because then you meet the people and mm-hmm. it's amazing what you can do after you meet the people. If you say, well, no one would hire me as an artist, so I stopped, that means you didn't really want to get into the industry because you stopped there because there are so many jobs in this industry. They just may not pay exactly what you want now, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to pay later. Um, I worked for minimum wage for like five straight years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was, it, was a, it was a long time before I really got you know, a decent salary. Um, and even then it was still incredibly low compared to an actual adult. Um, and it wasn't until I really, you know, made it, um, as a freelancer that I was actually now making, you know, a, a salary that could be a career, um, and no longer just a hopeful dream, but it took, right, it took yeah. a long time. This, the saying is, you know, uh, overnight successes take decades, you know, yeah. to, to make happen. And, and that is very
0: true. I love that, man. I've told that to so many people before in my life. I relate hard to it. Like, it's true. Shit, I work in the film industry back when you could. And I started as a PA. You know, yeah. you have to, like, word, like, I love that so much. I've told so many people that before. And I, I sum it up by saying... When, if you really wanted something, if you really want to do it when it pushes back, because if you do something, it's going to push back. And if you really want to do it when it pushes back, you push back even harder. Yep. That's what you got to yep. do. And it's the motive. If you want to do something, then you will fight for it. Like you and I didn't get where we are in life just by sitting around, you know, and it'll be yeah, like, yeah, it's... it was tough. Like, no, you, what you go for, it. you got to power through and work hard, you know?
1: Yeah. And you don't, you don't have to do any moral, uh, you know, uh, negotiating either, you know, it's just, it's just literally head down, you know, I worked 80 hours a week minimum for years, you know, when you're young, I mean, this is, this is the time to do it when you're young, this is the time to put in all that hard work cause it does pay off when you're older. And, uh, ultimately, uh, as a now older person, you know, you know, twice the age of when I first started in comics, more than twice the age, you know, than I started in comics, um, I would still hold true to that you know i'm glad i put in all that work you know then to get to where i'm now and um because the last thing you want to do is do a lot of work then and a lot of work now you know i'll I'll double up back then and uh, i know there's a lot of people in comics and in in jobs and in freelancing that constantly say oh it's not right that i'm working you know 80 hours you know for minimum wage without extra pay as a freelancer i'm like that's the job you're choosing And it's it's one of those things because them saying it's not right is like a a footballer or or a basketball player, you know, um, saying it's not right that I have to hit the gym, you know, every day for four hours to play a sport. It's
0: a good way to put it. It's a very good way to put it.
1: They're not getting paid to hit the gym. You know, they're they're hitting the gym in hopes to to have a life where later in life they won't have to work. Anywhere, I mean, this is why so many athletes get really fat at the at the end of their career because they're like, I'm sure. done. I never want to lift the weight again. Just give me the donuts, you know. And uh, and and that's uh. you know okay for them, but it's it's uh, life, even in capitalism, even in you know um, you know any any way with unions and stuff like that. It's always going to be about how much work we put in. So I always encourage people: yes, don't sell yourself short don't take jobs that you know, for money that you don't think's worth it. You know, all of that is correct. you guys, everyone that says that's point on don't work for free. However, don't be, don't expect to be paid the same amount as someone who's been working for 25 years. And, and I used to art, I used to art direct the world of Warcraft and oh. um, the TCG. Yeah. And, um, uh, for Cryptozoic entertainment. And, um, one of the things that I had to do, uh, was uh, the budget for the sets where I had to, mm-hmm. you know, pay certain people certain amounts and certain people. And, and ultimately they had kind of had like a flat rate across the board, but the budget was, was cut. And so I had to figure out how do we do that? And do we cut everyone's budget across the board? Well, there's people that has been working, you know, as, as um, an illustrator for 25 plus years at a certain rate um, that have never got a pay raise. and the last thing they're willing to accept is a pay decrease. And if I want them on a set, I got to keep their page rate the same and find someone else to pay less. Mm. That's just budgets. If you want to be paid for art, you got to work through the budget. Um, And if it's not worth it to you, your right is to say, no, your right is to say, if you can give me this much, I'll do it. And then if not, then don't do it. There's too many people out there that get frustrated with the people that are, are willing to do it. To build that resume again, I totally agree. Don't work for free, you know. Don't work for you know publicity. Don't work for things like that, because ultimately, that is someone taken advantage of. And usually, people that request that are never going to get you the publicity that you actually want. Yeah. Um, but it is there is a scale, and you know you should always understand that scale so you can so you can actually grow. You know, because if you if you if you combat it, they they'll hire someone else, and you might have missed that opportunity that we talked about of of taking it.
0: I'm so glad, David, you teach this stuff at schools. I'm <laughs> so glad. This is very important information, dude. You, I couldn't say anything better than that. Like that's a beautiful way you put it, man. Like I, if people listening to this slash watching don't take anything away from it, then I don't know what how to help you in <laughs> life. I really don't know. You are it, so far gone.
1: Yeah. And I don't mean this to come off preachy. Everybody, everybody no, no, has no, no. their right to their own path and, and their sure. own opinion on it. And this is just mine. And, and uh, if they do a different way, you know, uh, yeah. I think that's you're awesome. Giving, and, you're, and giving and good, yeah. you're giving helpful tips.
0: You're giving, you're a guy who's made it. You obviously have a career. You know what you're doing. You're like, this is how I've done it. You can choose the path or if you want to or not. But here's how I made it to where I am today. And very good spot, by the way. And it's like, also, you say you were like double or triple the age you were when you first started in the comics. I'm supposed to say it again. You fucking look good for whatever <laughs> age you are. I like you, you. make it seem like you're sixty, and I'm like, what the
1: hell? This is no I'm, way. Uh, I'm not. I'm not there. But yeah, no. I. Like you. You said. You said Batman Beyond was, you know, your intro comic. Batman Beyond. I don't think came out until I was way, way out of. You know, college oh, age. Oh,
0: shit, so. really? <laughs> that was my intro, not intro comic, my first intro TV show, The Batman. So, yeah. make it clear on that one, because I, I was born in 97. I don't know if that just aged you, made you feel old or not, but L. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was out of high school by then. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I don't mind being oh, old. Old, old. If you make the right decisions, old, old is good. And it uh, doesn't make sure it an don't. easy decision. doesn't mean your life is going to be, you know, filled with riches and boats and yachts and all that. But if it'll be happy. You make the right decisions... You know, it'll be happy, and I've I've, I've done those enough, and so I, I'm very content and and mm-hmm. um, happy with with the way my life is, and thankful, and and uh, as we talked about the pandemic, you know, me, my wife, and and my son, we have a good family dynamic, you know, of of the three people I care about most, and so ultimately having them with me during this, you know, hard time, um, you know, is is really what has made it relatively, you know, painless. Mm-hmm. For all of us, for all three of us, yeah.
0: I love it, man. I love it. Um, I don't want to take too much more of your time today, David. But, uh, where can people find you out on social media, my man? And where, what do you have to promote that you not NDA blocked, of course?
1: So, so I mean, obviously, obviously Batman, Legend of the Dark Knight. It's a, it's a digital first book. It will come yeah. out in print. Uh, I definitely recommend that people check it out. It starts off with Derek Robinson, uh, you know, uh, working on it. I come in way later down the road. Um, but it's, it's a wonderfully uh, curated book. It's an anthology. Uh, a lot of people uh, that don't understand anthologies, you have isolated stories, sure. But what you do is you have um, a curated experience of just amazing talent, uh, writers and artists that um, who could never really work on Batman because there's only so many Batman books. Uh, but now you get to see uh, these talented people work on them. So I'm I'm That's really true. proud to be part part of it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at my zombies. Um, just search David Barron Comics Instagram. You usually find me like that. Mm. And uh, uh, I have four Twitter books coming out uh, in the next, I'd say, 12 to 24 months. Um, oh shit! Uh, we're hoping uh, we're hoping that a lot of them get announced. But uh, if you follow me on social media. You'll be able to uh, you know, find out all about that. I'm going to launch a new website soon. Uh, I highly recommend uh, when that happens, you follow me on social media to then follow me and sign up for my newsletter because that's where you'll get discounts for books. You'll get discounts for toys. You'll get discounts uh, for autographs, uh, um, oh, well. books, uh, and uh, um, remarks and, and sketches and things like that uh, through that newsletter. Lot- lots of giveaways um can't wait to go see people um you know back at shows hopefully we'll you know get this vaccine situated and uh we'll all get that shot so we can go out and talk comics in in person again
0: yeah if if you're ever in phoenix man and you ever come to phoenix comic-con and i'll visit your booth if you're or come to mine and i'll i'll buy you a beer or your drink of choice man
1: awesome yeah no phoenix phoenix comic-con was one of my favorites for a while uh you know it'll be i love downtown phoenix um and uh all, all the good food there uh but yeah no it, it'll be it'll be nice absolutely Sweet.
0: well thank you man for taking the time Awesome for a very enlightening episode too like i, I i'm jealous of, of your son right now because like my god what speeches! i it, it sounds bad when i say speeches but it's not meant to be it's like what cool like very enlightening things like this is no son now listen <laughs> like i would kill for that shit <laughs> It, it's the coach in me my wife's the coach as well
1: i think oh I think it's shit the coach i mean it's part of part of it but yeah no i, uh, I feel bad we didn't talk more more
0: you oh know, dude comics, you're but, fine oh you i don't know if you listened to the last episode i did we talked very little about comics and so much about shit. Right. <laughs> so it is fair it's very Com- fair
1: comics are awesome i love them you know it's definitely a yeah. a uh, 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 release and and a great way to uh imagine you know different story lines and and the art form itself is just brilliant uh and my favorite part about comics is is that 99 percent of all comics is a team effort and just really shows what when you collaborate together you know what magic can happen
0: it takes a team to make art man it really yeah. does really yeah. does well i'll let you get going boss i will let you know when the episode comes up again thank you for coming on david
1: absolutely thank you for having me
0: of course see you man peace